Today's episode is sponsored by Wall Street Oasis. On this show, we talk a lot about the specific skills you'll need to demonstrate as an investment banker. But are you concerned about what your specific chances are at landing an offer? Be sure to check out the WSO Academy, a highly selective 12-week training program that can help you get the job. You'll get one-on-one mock interviews with investment bankers, courses, resume reviews, and an accountability system to keep you on track. Again, this program is highly selective, so spots will open up over time, but check out the link in the show notes and make sure you join the waitlist. You don't have to go it alone when recruiting. WSO Academy can provide the resources you need, so check them out today. All right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. My name is Alex Mason and I am your host. This is the show dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of the investment banking process. And I'm here on the journey with you. I'm an incoming MBA student coming from a non-finance background and I'm ready to get it going. (laughs) As I know you are as well, because that's why you're here. So let's talk about valuation. We've been talking a lot about multiples, multiples, multiples on multiples, just every nuance related to these multiples. Because guess what? You're probably going to get asked questions about multiples and you and I need to understand them. What do they really mean? What are the scenarios where one one multiple is more applicable than another? These nuances are important because as investment bankers, we're going to need to understand these at a deep level. And so today's question relates directly to that. We talked a lot about Warren Buffett in the last episode and why he prefers to use EBIT instead of EBITDA. Go back and check that out if you haven't already. But now I want to ask the question, what is the difference between EV to EBIT, EV to EBITDA, and price to earnings multiples? So we've been talking about a couple of these already, EV to EBIT. What is that used for? Well, we know that EBIT doesn't add back depreciation, so it's most useful for evaluating capital-intensive businesses, right? Since it accounts for depreciation indirectly um, and therefore indirectly capital expenditures. So enterprise value divided by our EBIT can be helpful when valuing capital-intensive businesses. That's That's the primary use case that we know of. And then looking at EV to EBITDA, so enterprise value divided by earnings before interest taxes, depreciation, and amortization, that multiple is used for valuing many businesses, particularly those that are not capital intensive. For example, if we wanted to pick a multiple for a software company, we might use EV to EBITDA. We might also use other metrics depending on the nature of the firm, but that's just one example there. And then another metric that we might use, another multiple, is price to earnings. Price to earnings is probably the most famous metric in the investor community and on Wall Street. It's very simple. It's easy to calculate. Take the price per share divided by the earnings per share. Or alternatively, you could look at the market capitalization divided by the net income. That's another way to calculate price to earnings. But I digress. The point here is price to earnings as a multiple, it's not based on enterprise value because remember, we're looking at equity here. We're looking at 
the capital structure of the business because it's focused on equity value as opposed to enterprise value. Now, the E in PE stands for earnings or net income. And when is this more appropriate? Well, let's think about a situation where looking at net income would be more appropriate than looking at EBITDA. Well, we know that one of the components of EBITDA is earnings before interest. Interest. And what types of businesses base their entire business model around earning interest income? Financial institutions. Financial institutions make their money from interest. So if we want to evaluate the earnings, the true earnings power of a financial institution, we have to account for interest. So EBITDA or EBIT, they just don't really work for us. What's more appropriate is looking at net income because it accounts for interest income. You see what I'm saying? So since we're looking at net income for financial institutions, we can use the PE ratio, and that's more appropriate than EV to EBIT or EV to EBITDA. EBITDA does not account for interest expenses. And so there you have it. Those are the three multiples that we can kind of compare. Of course, there are many more that we've already covered uh, some of those other industry-specific multiples, but make sure you remember these for sure. EV to EBIT is looking at companies from a capital-intensive kind of lens. EV to EBITDA is a little bit more broad. You're not really focused on capital-intensive businesses, but you can use that as a valuation metric. And then PE, price to earnings. Remember, this is dependent on the capital structure of the business, the equity portion. So we're looking at equity and also we're looking at financial institutions as the main use case for this. Okay, that's what I have today. Thank you so much for listening to Investment Banking Insights. Again, I'm Alex Mason and I am your host. And I've got a fun one for you in the next episode. We're gonna be doing a little bit of a hypothetical question of what would happen if you owned a vending machine business. So join me next time for that. Until next time, have a good one.